Hey everybody, Adrian here from Lifehouse Church in Tokyo, and it is a real joy and a privilege to be able to share God's Word with you today. So I want to start with a little bit of a confession to you all. I have a weakness for sweet things. I absolutely love great desserts and delicious chocolate. Japan has amazing chocolates, and I love cakes and chocolate chip cookies. Uh, I just, that's my weakness. I have a sweet tooth, and even sometimes when we have people over at our house, my wife has to remind me like, hey, just hold back a little bit on the dessert so that our guests can have uh, first. And I know that I just want to eat the whole thing. And the, the older I get, the more I realize that I can't just eat all the sweets that I wanted to. Maybe when I was a teenager, you could just chow as much as you want and, and it would be fine. But the older you get, do you realize you can't just give in to these cravings that you have for sweet things. And so I find there's this real battle inside of me. In my head, I know what the right thing to do is. I know in my head that I what I should be eating and what I should be eating less of. But then there's this other battle, this other force within me called my cravings, called my appetite, my desire for sweet things. And there are times that my, my mind is strong enough to say no, but there are other times where I just give in to my cravings and I have that extra chocolate that I shouldn't be eating or that extra piece of cake that I shouldn't be eating. And it's this, it's this power, this, this craving inside of me that drives me to make those decisions. And when it comes to this idea of cravings and appetites and desire, this goes way beyond just food. It's, it affects every area of our lives. It, it affects our sexuality. It affects what, how we deal with money and uh, how we interact with other people and how we do business dealings. Oftentimes we know what the right thing to do is, but there's this other desire that leads us to do something else inside. And so... I grew up in a, in a great home. My parents taught me great values growing up, and I, I, was, I went to church from a young age. And so I was exposed to the incredible teachings of Jesus and just learning the way of how to love people and learning the ways of kindness and learning the ways of generosity. I was taught these incredible values from a young age, and I'm so grateful for these incredible things that I, that, that I was taught from my parents and from the kids' church, all of the things that I learned. But as I was entering into my teenage years and I started to realize that what I knew what was right and what I desired was often different. There was something inside of me that desired to do my own thing, desired to do things selfishly. There was jealousy, there was envy, there was these lustful thoughts and um, passions inside of me that I knew were wrong, but I sometimes I was able to be strong enough to say no to them, but there were also times where I just gave in to those desires and I watched things that I shouldn't have watched. I, I, I did things that I shouldn't have done because even though I knew they were wrong, but there was still this thing called my desires, my cravings inside of me that were leading me to these things. But at the age of 17, I had an amazing encounter with Jesus. A friend of mine invited me to church. And um, at, during the, at the end of the message, the pastor was praying for people. Everyone was standing. And he, as he finished praying, he opened up his eyes and he looked directly at me. At, and I was sitting towards the back. And he just said to me, young man, 
God wants to let you know today that He loves you and He has a great plan and purpose for your life. And in that moment, I experienced something I'd never experienced before. I experienced the power and the love of God just filling me. I felt this, this acceptance from God. I felt His love for me. I felt this passion and this, this fire of purpose burning inside of me. It was something I had never experienced. And I remember just weeping out of pure joy and, and just gratitude to God. And, and I woke up the next morning feeling like a changed man. I felt like there was a shift inside of me. I didn't become a perfect little Christian boy uh, straight after that, but there was definitely a change inside of me. I felt like my desires were starting to change. I felt like it was no longer just knowing what the right thing to do is and what the, what the ways of Jesus were. I've, I all of a sudden felt empowered to say yes to Jesus and no to the things of this world because all of a sudden there was this transformation of God's power and His grace and the Holy Spirit inside of me was doing something in me that felt powerful. A few, uh, a, few uh, a year or two later, I was, uh, I was first exposed to the teaching of the Holy Spirit. I, I grew up in church. I heard about the Holy Spirit, but I really didn't know who the Holy Spirit was or, or what the Holy Spirit did. And uh, I was in a church prayer meeting and all of a sudden, the people around me started praying in tongues. Uh, they, they started prophesying of each other, which is just encouraging people with, with the Word of God. And, and, and it was just this strange but powerful experience for me. It was all new. And so I was intrigued. And so I spoke to one of the leaders and I said to them, please help me understand what is going on here. Like, this is all new to me. I'm not quite sure what this is. And we sat down and he opened up the Bible and he started talking to me about the Holy Spirit, teaching me about uh, reading different passages about Jesus, teaching on the Holy Spirit and from the book of Acts and different letters. And it was just amazing just learning about the Holy Spirit, this incredible gift that God wants to give us to empower us and bring new life inside of us. And at the end of it, he just said to me, can I pray for you? Because you too can be baptized or filled with the Holy Spirit like Jesus promised. And he prayed for me. And again, this power of God filled me. I, I was filled with God's power that day. And a moment later, I started speaking out in tongues, a language that I had never learned. All of a sudden, supernaturally, I was praising God and, and praying out in this new language. Um, that I'd never learned and it was a powerful moment and I again I woke up the next day feeling like a new man I felt like this new life inside of me I felt like when I opened up my Bible and I read the words of Jesus they came alive to me and I felt like God started speaking to me I felt this new boldness and confidence to speak to people about Jesus this this faith in me to pray for people and and the biggest change I felt was this: de the desires of my heart started to change. This, this, this. I know I, I still had the desire. I still was had the temptations to to follow the ways of the world. But there was a stronger desire. I felt empowered now to say yes to Jesus. I I felt empowered to to live a life of purity and to honor God with with my sexuality. I felt this desire to no longer just be a selfish person, but I wanted to serve other people. I felt a, a desire to be generous and to live a life of being a blessing to other people. And there was a powerful change that started to happen in me and continues till this day as I walk with God. I feel this 
power inside of me. And there are still times that I, I don't follow the leading and the, 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 the empowering leading of the Holy Spirit. I still do follow my own desires, my sinful desires. I do still say yes to those things, but I feel more and more empowered to say no to those things and yes to the ways of Jesus because of the grace and the power of the Holy Spirit living inside of me. And we're in this incredible series about jump into the river, about this river of God. And it's, it's based on an incredible vision that God gives to a prophet called Ezekiel in Ezekiel 47. And Ezekiel sees this temple of God and out of the temple is flowing this river, the river of God. And wherever the river goes, there's new life. There's trees that are popping up and there's healing and, and, and so there's just a, an abundance of fish and there's just life. And it's just an incredible vision. And in the vision, uh, Ezekiel is led deeper and deeper. He's first ankle deep and then he's knee deep. And the, every air, uh, the deeper he goes, he's going into deeper levels of the, of the Holy Spirit, or deeper levels of, the, of this river of God. And every level he goes into, it's touching a new area of his life. And today I want to read, uh, it says in verse 4, Ezekiel 47 verse 4, He measured off another 1,750 feet and led me across again. This time the water was up to my knees. After another 1,750 feet, it was up to my waist. So I want to talk about uh, what happens when the river touches our waist. And our waist talks about this area of our appetites, this, this place, the seat of our desires, of, of the cravings of our, of our, of our flesh or our, the, the desires of our inner man. And when the river of God touches that, something powerful changes. Like I mentioned in my, in my personal story, I, I had these cravings, these desires that I knew were not honoring of God. But as soon as I was touched by the Holy Spirit, as soon as the, the river of God came in and started bringing about an internal transformation, I felt like this area of my life, this area of my desires started to change. And God wants to touch this area of our life. The Holy Spirit wants to come in and bring about a powerful transformation about the, the what do we desire? What do we have an appetite for in our lives? And so I want to look at a an amazing story of a that illustrates the powerful change that happens when we allow the river of God to come and touch this area of our life. And it's the story of a, a guy called Zacchaeus. So I'm going to read in Luke chapter 19, verse 1 to 2. Jesus entered Jericho and made his way through the town. There was a man there named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector in the region and he had become very rich so we are introduced to this guy our boy Zach and he was a chief tax collector in the area in this region of uh, Jericho so Jericho was a key city for trading so there was a lot of great opportunities for a tax collector to make a lot of money so he was a chief tax collector so he was overseeing a whole bunch of tax collectors and so being a tax collector they had a reputation of being greedy and corrupt they would do anything they had a deep craving and a desire to make as much money as possible uh, at any expense no matter whether what they were doing was right or wrong they had this desire and so this is the kind of man that Zacchaeus was he had a a desire he had a craving an appetite 
for money and he was probably corrupt. He was open to bribery. He would do anything he could to make a lot of money. And he had made a lot of money doing these corrupt things. But then verse 3, it says he tried to he tried to get a look at Jesus, but he was too short to see over the crowd. And so he ran ahead and he climbed up a sycamore fig tree beside the road for Jesus was going to pass that way. So yeah, Zacchaeus, even though he's a corrupt man and he's just full of the wrong desires and just giving in and following those things, he, he had obviously heard about Jesus and there was a curiosity in him to know more about Jesus. And so this it causes him to run forward, to climb up a tree so that he can see Jesus. Verse 5, when Jesus came by, he looked up at Zacchaeus and called him by name. Zacchaeus, he said, quick, come down. I must be a guest in your home today. Zacchaeus quickly climbed down and took Jesus to his home in great excitement and joy. But the people were displeased. He is gone to be the guest of a notorious sinner. They grumbled. And this was a powerful moment for Zacchaeus because you, uh, to have a person like Jesus, a, a, an incredible teacher, um, who was pretty famous at that time for having someone like Jesus come to your home was a great honor. And Zacchaeus did not deserve this honor. In the eyes of the people, he did not deserve this honor. He was a notorious sinner. They called him that. But Jesus looks up at him and he calls him by name, Zacchaeus. And Zacchaeus' name means pure. Jesus honors him by calling him by his name. Jesus honors him. Uh, and by saying, Zacchaeus, I want to be a guest in your home. And so Jesus is extending grace. Jesus is opening, is giving an invitation to Zacchaeus to say, Zacchaeus, I want to be your friend. Zacchaeus, I want to come into your life. Zacchaeus, I want to come into your home. I want to show you honor, Zacchaeus. And this is what I love about the message of Jesus. This is what I love about the message of grace. It's we do not deserve the honor. We do not deserve the invitation to be a friend of Jesus because like Zacchaeus, we are all corrupted inside. But Jesus wants to offer us this gift of forgiveness. He wants to offer us this gift of life. And that's what he gives. He offers to Zacchaeus. And then it says in verse 8, Meanwhile, Zacchaeus stood before Jesus. So now they, they're in Zacchaeus's house. Meanwhile, Zacchaeus stood before Jesus and said, I will give half my wealth to the poor. Lord, if I have cheated people of their taxes, I will give them back four times as much. Jesus responded, Salvation has come to this home today. For this man has shown himself to be a true son of Abraham for the son of man came to seek and save those who were lost and isn't this a powerful transformation we can see something has changed in Zacchaeus he is no longer a man who's who has this drive inside of him to make money at any cost there's no longer this greed and this corruption inside of him but something has changed all of a sudden this man who's lived his whole life to make as much money is willing to give away half of all he owns to the poor and he's willing to go find every single person that he has wronged and pay back four times what he stole from them. There, this, is, this is 
the powerful transformation that the river of God brings. This is the powerful transformation that happens when we open up this area of our life, this area of our desires to the Holy Spirit, to this grace of God. And I, I love this story because it shows us the power of grace. Not once did Jesus tell Zacchaeus, go and give give half of what you own to the poor. Jesus didn't like stop at Zacchaeus' door and say, hey, Zach, before I come into your house, I need you to go do this, this, and this. Before I honor you, before I'm a guest in your house, before I'm your friend, I need you to do a bunch of things before. I, you need to go pay, give half of your money to the poor. You need to go pay back everyone. I'm, I'm going to wait here, but you need to go sort all those things out before I come in. No, that's not the message. That's not what grace does. Jesus goes in to a corrupt, uh, selfish, greedy man's house because he wants to show him honor, because Jesus wants to forgive him, because Jesus loves Zacchaeus no matter what he's done. And this is the message of grace. And because Zacchaeus opens up his life and he invites Jesus in, that's what brings the transformation. It's not an external bunch of rules. It's not an external bunch of laws that changes Zacchaeus, but it is, a, it is the touch of Jesus. It's this, this grace of God that comes into his home, into his life that brings about the transformation in Zacchaeus. And this is what I started to experience at the age of 17 when I experienced the acceptance of God. It was no longer just knowing what the right thing to do was. I, I wanted to do the right thing because I wanted to say yes to Jesus because I had experienced love. I'd experienced grace. I was filled now with this love and this power of God. And this is the message of the gospel, friends. It's not about you earning your way to God. It's not you trying harder to be a better person. It, this is not the message of Jesus. It's not like try harder to be a better person. The message of Jesus is open up your heart to me. Open up your life to me. Open up the area of how you deal with business and your sexuality and, and your how you deal with people and deal with money. Open up all of this to me and allow Jesus to come in and bring healing and bring and touch you in your inner person so that that transformation can take place. And this is what happened to Zacchaeus. He opened up his life. Jesus came in and suddenly a supernatural thing happened. His very desires, the very cravings of his life changed and he became a man of generosity. He became a man who wanted to, who wanted to, be, uh, to do the right thing. And this is the power of the gospel. And Paul, who was a great church leader, talks about this in one of his letters to, the, to a church in Galatia. He explains uh, these two different lives. What, what does it look like when we follow the desires of our flesh, of our sinful nature? We follow the desires of this world versus what happens when we open up our lives, when we walk waist deep into the river of God and we allow the Holy Spirit to bring about an internal transformation of our very desires. What does that look like? And Paul writes this in Galatians 5 verse 19 to 23. He says, when you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, 
drunkenness, wild parties and other sins like these. Let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the Holy Spirit, the river of God, produces this kind of fruit in our life. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. This is what a life that is uh, waist deep in the Holy Spirit looks like. This is what happens when we, like Zacchaeus, like I did at the age of 17, we open up our lives to the power of God. We, we allow the grace, the, the power of God to come in to us. We open up our lives to the forgiveness, the grace, the love of Jesus. This brings about a powerful transformation in us. And what happens is we no longer want to say yes to the things of this world. We no longer want to follow the cravings of our flesh, but we want to be led by the Holy Spirit. We want to follow the river of God. We want to allow the power of God to come and change the very inside of me, the very desires of my heart change. And what happens is I start to live a life of love. I start to be more kind. I'm a lot more patient with people. I'm a lot more gentle. I, I'm no longer selfish, but I want to be generous and I want to love others and I want to serve others. This is the power of the Holy Spirit coming inside of us. And it is, it is impossible, friends, for us to follow Jesus. It is impossible for us to live the way that Jesus has called us to live. It is impossible for us to say yes to the ways of Jesus without first experiencing an internal transformation through the forgiveness of God and through the empowering of the Holy Spirit that comes inside of us. Jesus offers this to us in, in John 7, verse 37 to 39. It says, On the last day, the climax of the festival, Jesus stood and shouted to the crowd, Anyone who is thirsty, come to me. Anyone who believes in me may come and drink. For the scripture declares, rivers of living water will flow from his heart. When he said, when he said living water, he was speaking of the spirit who would be given to everyone believing in him. But the spirit had not yet been given because Jesus had not yet been, uh, had not yet, had not yet entered into his glory. So I want to ask you today, are you thirsty? Are you desiring change in your life? Are you at that point where you, you're finding it is hard to say yes to the ways of Jesus? You feel the cravings of, of, your, of your sinful nature leading you to do things and to experience things and to think things that you do not want to. And I want to say to you, what you need is to receive the power of the Holy Spirit, to receive this in in filling of the Holy Spirit. That's what I experienced. That's what Zacchaeus experienced. He experienced an internal change. And once that happens, you'll start to see a transformation in your life. And so what does Jesus say? He says, anyone who believes in me. So I want to encourage you, believe in Jesus. Believe that this promise is for you. And the second thing, he says, come and drink. So just come and receive from God today. So I want to pray for you right now. If that's you, if you are desiring this change, I want to pray for you right now. I want you to follow me in this prayer. So let's pray. Just say this, Jesus, I believe in you. Thank you that you offer me this gift of life, this river of, the, of living water. Would you come fill me up? Would you come fill me with your power right now? 
Would you come and change me from the inside out? I ask this in Jesus' name. And God, I pray for every person that is responding right now, that you fill them with your Holy Spirit, that you pour out your Spirit upon them right now, Jesus. We, we want to be full. We want to overflow with the river of God. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to pray for one more group of people. And um, as I shared in my story, at the age of 17, um, someone said to me that God loves me. God uh, shared this message with me that God loves me and has a great plan and purpose for my life. And maybe you are, maybe you've drifted away from God, or maybe you've never made a decision to follow Jesus. I want to encourage you with the same message today that God loves you and He has a great plan and purpose for your life. And just like Zacchaeus responded to this invitation of Jesus, Jesus. Uh, reached out to Zacchaeus and said, Zacchaeus, I want to come be your friend. Zacchaeus, I want to come into your life. And, And Zacchaeus said yes, and he opened up his life to Jesus. The same invitation stands for you today. Jesus is offering to come into your life to forgive you, to fill you, to, to, uh, to, to give you a hope and a future. So if you want to make a decision to follow Jesus right now, I'm going to count to three, and then I want, I want to pray with you. So one, two, three. If that's you today, I want you to pray this prayer with me right now. So just pray this with me. Dear Jesus, I believe in you. Thank you for forgiving me. Come into my life and I will follow you. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want to say well done. That is an amazing decision. So um, thank you so much, everyone, for connecting with us today. Hope, I hope you are excited about this incredible uh, series we are in about the river of God. And I hope you have a great rest of your week. See you next week.